0: Nettie and Becky Stubtail, Two Nice Bears by Howard R. Garris Nettie and the Elephant It was the day after Thanksgiving, Nettie and Becky Stubtail, the two little bear children, awoke in a barn where the circus man kept all his animals during winter when he was not given a show in the big tent. Nettie and Becky felt very nice and comfortable, for they had had a good holiday dinner where they had almost given up expecting one. They had a nice warm place to sleep, and they were happier than at any time since they had run away from home to join George, the big trained bear, and the professor, his master, who led George around by a chain fast to a ring in his nose. "'Are you there, Nettie?' called Becky from her bed in the nice clean sawdust. She was hugging her doll, Mary Ann Puddin' Stick pen. "'Of course I'm here,' answered Nettie, blinking both his eyes and wiggling his little short tail. "'Aren't you glad you ran away now with me, sister, so you can become a trained bear?' "'Yes, I guess so,' answered Becky. "'Still, I'd like to see my mamma and nice fat Aunt Piffy just once.' "'Oh, uh, we'll go home pretty soon,' said Nettie, "'when we have earned some money. "'Then Papa and Mama will forgive us for running away.' "'I hope so,' went on Becky.' and I hope that Uncle Wigwag won't play any jokes on us. Oh, he's sure to do that, but we mustn't mind, said Nettie as he hopped up and shook the sawdust out of his ears. George, the tame bear who did tricks, was already up, and he was waltzing around to where a lot of monkey ladies were getting breakfast for the circus animals. Then the professor, who led George around by the nose when the bear did tricks, stretched out and yawned and said to the circus man, It was very kind of you to let us stay here all night. Pray do not mention it, said the circus man politely. I hope you rested well. Yes, but I did not get to sleep very early, said the bear professor. I think perhaps ate too much mince pie with strawberry ice cream on it. And I didn't sleep very good either, went on Becky. But it was because the elephant snored so that I was afraid he would shake the roof down on our heads. Oh, you mustn't mind that, said the circus man with a laugh. Nosey, <clears throat> Nosey, that's the elephant's name, you see, really never does any harm. He's as gentle as a kitten and as playful as a frog. Well, I wouldn't like him to jump on me, said Nettie with a laugh. He's a good bit larger than Bully the frog who lives near the beaver pond back home. Then breakfast was ready and the monkey ladies waited on the tables at which the circus animals sat down. And in order that they would not step on their own tails, the monkey ladies tied them around their necks in a double bow. This made them look nice and also kept them from catching cold in their ears. Nettie and Becky Stubtail had a good breakfast, and they were thinking of staying with the circus man instead of going off looking for adventures with George the professor when the circus man called. All ready now, first class in somersaults. Why, he sounds just like our school teacher, exclaimed Nettie. I didn't think we'd have school when we left our home. This isn't regular school, explained the circus man. But my animals have to study their lessons just the same. How do you think an elephant could waltz and play a hand organ, to say nothing of standing on a tub and wagging his tail, if he did not have lessons and practice them? Of course we have to have a sort of school. And I think I'll send Nettie and Becky to it, said the professor. They could learn tricks then much better than I could teach them, and George and I would have more time to collect pennies and buns and popcorn balls. Would you like to go to school to me and learn tricks? asked the circus man of the bear children, and they said they would. Very well, then, said the circus man. As soon as I have taught my new elephant how to stand on his head, I'll begin and give you a lesson. Then the new elephant, who, as yet, knew hardly any tricks, had to get out in the middle of the sawdust ring and learn to stand on his head. It was not easy either. One of the older elephants had to show the new elephant a number of times before he could do it even a little bit. But finally he could, and the circus man said, Now, stay standing on your head for ten minutes, Frisco. It will be good practice for you. Don't get down. Stay right as you are. Now then, Second class is fast running. And the circus man took a lot of ponies over to one side of the barn to have them practice for the races. All the while, Frisco, the new elephant, had to stand on his head. The professor took George, the bear, off to one side of the circus barn to teach his pet a new trick. And as Becky had to wash and dress her rubber doll, Nettie was left with nothing to do. So we walked over and watched the new elephant learning the trick of standing on his head. Do you like it? asked Nettie, the bear boy of the elephant. Oh, yes, I don't mind, said the big creature. Oh, dear, he suddenly cried. Oh, me! Oh, my! And a big tear, about as large as a cup of water, came in each of the elephant's eyes. Why? What is the matter? asked Nettie kindly. Oh, my back itches me something terrible, said Frisco, the elephant, and I daren't get down from standing on my head to scratch it. Oh, dear. Now, if there is one thing worse than another, it is to have an itchy place where you can't scratch it. Nettie knew this as well as anybody. It's as bad as wanting to sneeze when someone scares you out of it. And really, that's the very worst thing that can happen. Oh, my, went on the elephant, and he wiggled about and tried to scratch the itchy place on his back, but he couldn't, and he didn't dare get down from standing on his head for fear the circus man would be angry at him. And oh, such a lot of trouble as he had. But Nettie thought of a plan. "'How would you like to have me scratch your back for you, Frisco?' asked the little bear boy. "'I won't dig my claws in very deep. Shall I scratch you?' "'If you only would,' sighed the elephant. So Nettie gently scratched the big creature who was standing on his head. "'Ah, that is lovely.' I feel so much better now, said the elephant. I can stand this way as long as I have to. But he did not have to stand on his head much longer, for the circus man came over pretty soon and said to Frisco, That'll do. You recited your lesson very nicely. Now you may go to the kitchen and get a lump of sugar. And the elephant did. A large lump, for he had a very large mouth, you know. Now, Nettie Stubtail, I think I'll see what sort of lesson tricks I'll give you to study, went on the Circus Man. First, let me see you climb up this pole. There was a big round pole, like a telegraph one, sticking up in the middle of the circus barn floor. Oh, I can't do that, said Nettie. But then he remembered how he and Becky had once gone up the telegraph pole the time the skillery-skillery alligator was after them. Up and up went Nettie, sticking his claws into the soft wood. Becky, watching her brother, felt very proud of him, and so did George, the tame trained bear. Nettie was almost at the top when all of a sudden the pole began to tip over and over and over. Oh, it's falling, cried Becky. Nettie, look out, you'll be hurt. No one knew what to do. There was great excitement. The lions roared and the tigers snarled. Then Frisco, the elephant, who had practiced standing on his head and whose back Nettie had so kindly scratched, came rushing up, swallowing the last of his lump of sugar, and this elephant cried, Make way for me! I am strong! I can hold up that pole until you make it fast so it will not fall. I'll save Nettie. And the elephant did. In his strong trunk, he held the pole up straight until other elephants nailed it to make it firm and steady. Then Nettie could come safely down. The elephant had saved him. So you see, you should always scratch an elephant's back when you can. And now about the next story. Let me see. I think, in case the feathers in the lady's hat do not tickle the milk pitcher so that it falls off the table and spills all the cream... I'll tell you about Becky and the Monkey. Hello, Jackson here. I just want to say I hope that you are enjoying these stories. These particular ones, Nettie and Becky Stubtail, were recorded for everybody, but they are really there for my two smallest fans down under. You two miniature roses better get the best sleep you can after listening to these. And thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Thank you and good night.